Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Kirk Cousins might be the best 1 p.m. witching hour quarterback of all time. He dominates the 1 p.m. slate. He really does. That's true. That's what true. we get next week. Yeah. Vikings-Bills. Oh, wow. Everybody believing in Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Everyone doubting Josh Allen and the Bills. I'm sure this What time's that out. game at? 1, 1 p.m. <laughs> at Harrymark Stadium. Put the kids to bed. Why would For you put nap. them to bed at 1 o'clock? You think Josh Allen looked at the schedule and said, damn it, Kirk Cousins, 1 o'clock? <laughs> how, how much more, com- if, if this game, uh, the, the Josh Allen factor notwithstanding, which we'll get to, this game being a noon game, let's say Josh Allen's playing at like 75%. Just noon versus if they had moved it to a Sunday night slot, how much more confident are you in Kirk Cousins and the Vikings winning this game because it's being kind of tucked away, not on national TV? Much more confident. Yeah, much more. Are, are you kidding? Even with a half-armed I, Josh Allen. Yeah. No, no. There is no, I, I mean, the noon start, if you're if you're a Vikings fan, if your team doesn't play another primetime game for Kirk Cousins uh, the, the rest of his career here, be very pleased. It's not because he would fail for sure, but Stu Gatz is right. Like, who's better? Who is better when when you kick at noon? This guy is a combination of of uh, um, Montana, Elway, and Brady. We need to to petition once they get to that. What they what's the wild card weekend called now? Is it, it's oh, I think they just added the word super super, super wild. It's, card so it's just weekend. super wild card weekend is what it's called now. <laughs> Instead of having three games staggered. Could we tuck the Vikings playoff game up against whatever the other game is that starts at noon so that you're just, it's kind of just tucked away there. Coming up next, regional coverage only. (laughs) In a game that will only be seen in the Minnesota, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul market, and also the team the Vikings are playing. In a game that will be ignored by millions. In the the Tampa Bay area. Or I guess maybe the Atlanta area. You know what the most important thing is? The most important thing, and this petition has to start right now, the Super Bowl, a throwback, we need that puppy at noon as well. I know, I'm sorry. Why do you want that that game at noon? The Super Bowl, because when the Vikings are there, I'm very concerned. No, but but it's a standalone national TV game. That's That's a different animal. Okay, but if nothing else, just start it at noon. I want a lot of daylight for that game. <laughs> We've moved the Super Bowl, so it'll be daylight the entire game. <laughs>
the latest on Josh Allen here, according to, let's see, what's the most recent? There's an ESPN one from a day ago. Uh, Ian Rapport this morning. Okay. Was on NFL Network. So he's avoided major elbow injury, but he's questionable. Correct. Is that the latest? He's, he's uh, yeah, up in the air to play. He has an elbow, a sprained elbow. Um, sources say it's a UCL injury that will limit him this week. While it's no sure thing Allen plays this week, the belief is it's an injury he can manage moving forward, but how he responds this week is key. Yeah. Okay. So he's playing, right? I think no. it's 50-50. I think it I don't think, I, I, I don't think he plays. Really? Because, well, be, because so – so rap sheet is being fed information directly from the bills and the bills are trying to shape this up, right? Like what, what's the best way he rap sheet basically said he could miss a game. So he could miss a game. Okay. We've lost Declan. Hey, it's cat. Hey, Carl, great efforts of late. You guys are playing so well. Yeah, so why do we, why do we still have the Carl Anthony Towns avatar on the, I don't know. I kind of like it being, I kind of like being cat. <laughs> You know, I just kind of disappear, and then I just show up on the screen. You, know, you disappear for periods. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah. could be D-Lo now. You could yeah. be Ann. Just throw up anyone no, from that Judge Knicks should really game. work on that body. Now, you know, you guys always joke about Judd's Livia thing. I don't find it that funny. You know, it's just, you just Chick-fil-A. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, we yeah. should, if we're going to put a Carl Anthony Towns photo up for the Avatar when your camera goes out, we should have the palms up, like, complaining at the officials. Like, whoa, what do you mean? I just, like how the ca- I just like how his camera occasionally just goes out. I mean, I it's like a crap. four-year-old GoPro yeah. that we used to re- <laughs> we used to stream when we did like you know seven hours of live radio or eight whatever it was. We would just have that thing running hot all day, all capturing day. Oh. everything in the studio. And so for two years, it was just on all the time. Now no, it's just no. we just need to get a new camera. Yeah. I think it's, it's the, tired. Yeah. It's very very tired. Yeah. Any, so anyway, anyhow. so I I think that, that to get get back to the subject at hand, Josh Allen doesn't play on Sunday because if you think about it, um, Rapport was setting us up for he might miss a game. Well, it's a cross conference game. It's an important game, but again, it's not in the conference. The other thing is. Do you really want to risk it for this game? Because if you risk it and something goes wrong and he doesn't ha- and he doesn't get a little bit of rest, now he might be out for a month or more. So I think this is absolutely because of the opponent. It's not like the Bills can't win. I think this is absolutely a game that we are being set up by the pundits, the people who talk to the people that run the teams for Josh Allen to sit this game and probably try to come back the next Yeah, so they've already had their bye week. Here's the here's the thing though. I I get what you're saying that you know this game doesn't have like tiebreaker ramifications or anything. Right. Although I guess if they're if if they ran into a common opponent, it's it's unlikely to have tiebreaker ramifications for them. But if you look at the AFC standings right now, so the Bills are are still the one seed. They are tied record-wise with the Chiefs at 6 and 2, but they have a tiebreaker based on did they beat the Chiefs in a game? Yeah, head-to-head. I can't remember. Did they play each other and the Chiefs won maybe? Yeah, they, or the Bills won? The Bills won. Okay. Bills won. Uh, yeah, that was back in... A couple weeks ago. Like three weeks ago. Yep. So uh, but the, so they're 6-2. and two. The seven seed right now is 5-3, and three, a game back, the Chargers. And then you've got 5-4 and four New England, 5-4 and four Bengals. And everyone else is is further behind by a couple of games. So you have nine teams right now within basically a game and a half of the one seed in the AFC. Yep. So, yes, on one hand, you want Josh Allen to be strong for December and a run at some point. 
On the other hand, there's no guarantee that if like if you sit him for a week or two and you lose because you're playing, you're playing a seven and one Vikings team. You're going to run your backup quarterback out there. Um, I don't know. I so I think it's I think it might be more than fifty fifty if they can get him playing seventy five percent. The problem is they don't have a great run game. They're very dependent right. on him just lighting it up and making big plays. So I don't know that we know what it looks like. If Case Keenum comes in, are they going to major advantage Vikings from multiple perspectives? But I want Josh Allen to play, and I want him to play close to 100% because selfishly I want to find out where the Vikings are at. If he doesn't play this game, it's not that this game means nothing, but like this game means a lot less in terms of a measuring stick. And if he does play, but he's only like 60 or 70% because he's got a partially torn elbow ligament, again, how much do you, I guess, has the ship sailed on finding anything out about the Vikings because of the status of Josh Allen now? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, this is still going to be a tough road test. And again, what's weird about this whole thing is it fits into one of these weird years where where if he doesn't start, this will be the fourth time in six games the Vikings get a backup QB. And as they say, Phil, you can only beat the opponent you're provided with. So as a fan, I'm with you completely. I want I want Allen to play. I want him to play at full strength, I want to find out. And plus, it's just more fun. I mean, he's a great player, so yeah. it's it's far more fun. So from a fan perspective, I am in lockstep with what you are saying. But from just trying to think it through, so the Bills play uh, back-to-back home games now, Vikings and Browns, and I understand that the conference is tight, but nonetheless, if you think there's any chance that you're going to make things worse, or I guess conversely, if you think that there's a chance by allowing Allen to rest for a week, it's going to help him. I think there's got to be a strong discussion and a strong sense of it. Just like, unless the bills think, Oh my God, we could fall out of, of this thing. But I think the fear there is if, if they play Allen and he can make it worse. So I just think that there's a lot of reasons mm. from a, from a football common sense standpoint, from the team standpoint, to sit him. But just to be very clear, I would love to see him play at full strength because, yes, it does get hard to decide exactly what you think. Buffalo on the road, though, e- even with Case Keenum starting, would still is still going to be a pretty interesting test, I think. Keep in mind, I think it was the 2019 Chiefs that, you know, um, um... Pat Mahomes, I think, had like, was it a toe injury? It's, he had a minor injury, but enough to keep him out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they had to roll with Matt Moore. And coincidentally, the Vikings went into Arrowhead and lost to that Matt Moore Chiefs team in 2019. Um, so I, I think the Bills would probably be wise to rest him at this point. I know the AFC is a lot more uh, top-heavy, if you will, than the NFC is. But I just if, if I'm a Bills fan and I'm looking at this game and knowing that all right, there's a UCL injury here. We're 6-2, and two, so we have some house money to play with. We're playing against a non-conference team. Let's roll with Case Keenum. Our roster's still pretty good enough. We could probably still potentially win this game. From a Bills perspective, I would sit Josh Allen. From a Vikings fan's perspective, I'm with Phil that I want to see the Vikings beat the best quarterback, even if he's only 65-70%, to because I want to see how good this team is. But then there's another segment of fans, and we, we actually heard from... A couple of them just talking to people at the the Surly Purple Daily viewing party at at uh, first round on Sunday that are just looking for the easiest possible path to uh, whether it's like how can you finagle it so that you play the worst possible seven seed in the first round or whatever. 
Um, I, I have heard from a lot of Vikings fans that actually, you know, if Case Keenum's going to start, it gives you a much better chance to win this game and thus keep pace with the Eagles, who you're only a game plus a tiebreaker back from. So I can see it from that perspective, too. But at some point, you need a test. And maybe maybe Dallas provides that test on the other side of this week. So you got Buffalo and then you and then you got Dallas at home, uh, largely at full strength. New England and Bill Belichick and that defense will provide a test. And maybe the Jets, who at the beginning of the year look like, oh, that's just a game you're going to win. You know, maybe so maybe maybe you do have more tests on the horizon, but those are all home games as far as road tests. And that commander's game was more of a road test than people gave it credit for. And you passed it. But your only remaining road tests now are this game against maybe a backup quarterback in Buffalo. And then a month later, you play your next road game at Detroit, which I'm not guaranteeing victory or anything, but that's not like a playoff caliber road test. Right. And then the last two games of the year at Green Bay, which who knows what that game's going to be. Jordan Love might be starting by the time week 17 rolls around and then at Chicago. So, yeah, on one hand, rack up as many wins as you can and playing backup quarterbacks. Great. That will help you win games. On the other hand, I don't want them to go like two or three months between hard road games or punch you in the mouth road games where you might be down by 13 in the second half going into the playoffs. That's so that's kind of where I'm at with this. Now, they will say all of these games on the road, Phil Mackey, are very, very tough tests. You don't know what you're talking about. Road games are difficult. Yeah. You There's know, a little bit of a difference great. than at Detroit yeah. versus at San Francisco or, you know, at Philadelphia or now, something. Now, the one the one thing, though, is, and I get your point, but the one thing that's very interesting about this, and it's why you have to pounce on years like this and take advantage, and the TJ Hawkinson trade does that, which I really like. Uh, is there's just years that go like this, though. Like, there are years like the last two that are just miserable experiences to watch, and they're not fun, and the team is joyless, and and they don't get breaks, but they don't create breaks, right? Uh, And then there's years like this where you sort of create breaks and you play pretty smart games, but you also get them, and quarterbacks get hurt, and and situations. I, I mean, the Vikings had their safety picked on a touchdown by an official and didn't lose. Last year, <laughs> there ain't no way that they come back from that. Yeah. So so I think the I think the counter, like just from a big picture standpoint, is this just continues this weird trend of every time the Vikings are about to face a team, like two weeks before that, it's so and so is suddenly dealing with an elbow problem or a shoulder problem. Um but it's why I do think that that the Vikings despite the fact I didn't think that they were at this stage yet, um, are definitely being given an opportunity that you can for sure not guarantee just from a break yeah. standpoint, you're going to get in 2023. Another thing on this, I've got a Case Keenum thought to run by you guys, uh, but uh, this speculation about who the Vikings may or may not play at quarterback presented by our friends at Livia, helping listeners of Score North, Purple Daily, lose a lot of weight over the past year and change, Judd. That's right, Phil. I am down. In fact, in the last year and change, I am down 40 pounds. The most important thing is, as you can see by the face here, I'm keeping it off. That's the most important thing. Dawn's lost weight. Chris Ron from our sales staff joined. He's lost weight. And as Phil can attest, we had people coming up at the uh, Purple Daily Party on Sunday saying, I've lost weight. And we looked at them and we're like, you look fantastic. That's great. So 
If you are trying to drop weight, I know it's getting cold. Winter is just about here. But from the standpoint of don't sit on your couch, gain weight, and say, oh, my gosh, start right now. And if you do, the first eight weeks, they are free. That's right. First eight weeks are free. And with their new Flex program, uh, you can enjoy uh, fruit, pasta, and even bread. The best part, too, is this is not a diet. It's not a short-term solution. It's not a crash diet. You don't have to buy a ton of, like, microwave food. It is made much simpler than that, and it's a lifestyle change that you're going to be able to carry with you even after you've lost the weight. L-I-V-E-A.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com is where your success story starts, and join the Purple Daily family members who have experienced weight loss because of the fine folks at Livia, Livia Livia.com. To what extent would you guys, fear is the right word, but be... uh... You be worried about Case Keenum if he starts in this game. So he's only started two games since 2019. So after the magical 2017 season, he signed a two-year contract with Denver, and it, it started very well. He uh, they won their first couple games. He threw three touchdowns in the first game. Well, he also threw three picks in that game. It looks like, uh, but then he kind of just went back to being backup caliber Case Keenum. Wound up in Washington the next year. They lost pretty much every game that he started. Uh, he started like half the games. And then he went back to being a backup in Cleveland when Kevin Stefanski took over. He started two games with Cleveland, both in 2021 last year. They won those games 17-14 to and 21-16 to over the Broncos and the Bengals. But now he's back with, you gave him a really nice car to drive in 2017, right? You gave him prime Stefan Diggs, prime Adam Thielen, Prime Kyle Rudolph. Is that Dalvin Cook's rookie season as yeah. well, 2017? Yeah, yeah. So he played for part of the season. So you, you gave him some nice weapons and a good offensive structure, and he drove the hell out of that car. He has not started a game. He's barely even played in a game for Buffalo. He's, he's, he's gotten into two games. He's thrown seven passes. So he's, he, he hasn't really driven this car yet. But are you worried about, oh, he's got digs again. He's got this high-octane offensive structure and... And it's you know, he's he's got Bill's infrastructure here. Would we see the 2017 version of Case lighting it up and avoiding sacks and all those things, or are you happy to see Case Keenum because for the majority of his career, he's just been kind of a gunslinging backup that makes a bunch of mistakes. Um, the latter. Now it would be a great story. I, I mean, you know, Diggs and Keenum again against the Vikings were off to a great start and playing fantastic or they're playing good. And, you know, Buffalo now is led by the guy that that essentially led or helped lead the Vikings to the NFC Championship game the last time that the Vikings were good. Great storylines. Um, but look, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he has a skill set that is a pain in the ass to deal with. When when he is healthy, he is a bear to try and stop. Keenum's magical year was great. It was great fun. But, I mean, Phil, at the time we called it, we said this is a Cinderella story, and he's going to have to turn the slipper in. And, unfortunately, he had to give it back but, uh, before the game against Philadelphia and the Vikings got dropped there, and he certainly didn't play great. So if this was the same Vikings type, like if Zimmer was still here and they were playing well and it was a lot of the same people, perhaps, but this is a very different team. It's a very different team. And so if I'm the Vikings, solely if I am the Vikings, 
I am not concerned about that. I'm concerned about the Bills, but I am not concerned that, oh, my God, Case Keenum is going to find 2017 lightning in a bottle. That's basically long gone now. Um, Not saying I wouldn't prepare very hard for him, but I am saying I would take... I would take Case over Josh any day of the week with a very slight chance that Case can rekindle the magic he found in 2017. I, I wouldn't be scared of him, um, but I will say Case is probably one of the more capable backups that can step in in a game and run an offense and doesn't completely derail things. Um, look look at Jacoby Brissett with the Cleveland Browns right now. Obviously, they thought Deshaun Watson was going to be their starter. He gets suspended, and all of a sudden, Kevin Stefanski has cooked up enough stew that Jacoby Brissett's been passable for them. You know, Keenum has had success of being a starter before. I think the Vikings should be fine. I, I, I wonder what the line looks like if it's officially named as Case Keenum as the starter. Does this turn into a pick game? Does this give just still three to five points on the Bills with it being in Buffalo? But in general, it's Case Keenum. And the Vikings probably should be in much better suited to win the game. But I, I don't think you can sleep on Case. I don't think you can just write him off as just because he's the old gunslinger. He's only started a few games in the last few years um, that you're going to get a, a complete gimme of, of a win. Because I think Keenum can step in and run run an offense for the most part. I think the Vikings worry me the most of all the factors in this game. That if does the offense just stall out again for in because the, the Bills have a, a really good defense. Like everyone talks about the Bills' offense as being the Yep, the big you know big play offense, which it is, but they've also had one of the best defenses in the league for the last couple of years. So this could be yet another game where maybe the Vikings score on the scripted plays and then disappear for an hour, and they allow a backup quarterback to stay in it. On the flip side, if Josh Allen does start, a couple things to note this season, and it's been like this. This has been a thing for his career too. As explosive as he is, and as much as he can bail a team out and make ridiculous throws and stuff. He has 15 total interceptions and fumbles through the first eight games. And he leads all quarterbacks with 17 turnover-worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus. So a little, little reckless. I'm little, sorry, little, what's that little again? careless. That phrase? Uh, that, is a, that is a turnover-worthy play. Turn the ball over now. Turn the ball over now. Give me the football now. It's our ball. There goes Hicks. Touchdown. Okay, I digress. There goes Hicks touchdown. Was that were you calling the end of the interception play? I was calling the yeah yeah. I didn't mean to stop the music on you. Here, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. It, no, you know what? Yeah, it didn't it's work. kind of over. Yeah, no. It, yeah, and the, 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 the moment's over. Yep. The moment's over. This is like where the gal does something special, <laughs> oh. and she's made a, you know, candlelight dinner, and she's, you know, whining and dining you in hopes of something, and you get, get home and just start to complain. You know, and you're like, what's that on the table? Moment's over. You know, speaking of moments, I, I will say this real quick. You know, Declan told his proposal story on Purple Daily, like the full proposal story last week. We were all at dinner last night, hanging out with our guy, Royce, Chip Scoggins, Doogie, Chris Long from Channel It was a, a fun gathering over at one of our favorite places last night. And Declan told the story to those guys, but he omitted something in the version to us that he told those guys. That when Declan got down on a knee as the, as the gal was kind of up a few steps, he says, turn around. <laughs> yep. Turn around, and then and he then was she, wearing. She goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" It, it, it wasn't even a. Oh my God, what are you doing? It was. What are you doing? No, no, what, turn around, yeah, turn around. And he was, and she did, and he was wearing a ski mask. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> the wet bandits. And give only, me your he's, give he's, me your purse. He's wearing a ski mask and tube socks and yeah. nothing else. What are you doing? Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! What are you doing? I thought that was an important detail from last week. Yeah. We could have done I still want to know one thing, though. Do you need to remain on your knee until she slips the ring on her finger? Because Declan thinks that, and I don't know. I I, I think so, because what I are you going to do? I just really don't stand know. up, and you're still just yeah. holding the ring? And well, then I, and then you stand up, and then you put it on the finger? No, she takes the No, I thought she just takes the ring, and then you can stand up, and then she slips it on. But I don't know. I'm not well, she I'm just, not debating this. hold the ring for like five minutes? Yeah, and, my, my precious? Is this like one no, of the rings? No, I would just say here. Oh, oh my God! I, I I I would just say you know, you know, Dawn, will you marry me? And then I give her the ring. She takes it because you know I, you gotta get up. And then I'm up. I think I don't think you and need to rush it. it in that situation. Yeah. Also, you're a lot younger, so you can get up and get out. You know, a lot lot, lot easier. No offense. We to didn't really our engagement. What our engagement really wasn't like that though, so it doesn't really matter. She picked out her ring. Yeah, that's, I took that's, fine uh, too. that's normal. I don't. I don't think. By the way, I don't think that that's totally weird. I think that's actually she picked totally out a ring. fine. Yeah, I was because you don't want to. The problem is you don't yeah. want to. Guys, you don't want to buy a ring and then yeah. and, and then you you spend however much money and then she hates it. And now you have to like go yeah. back and return it or whatever. Just yeah. Do you act like you like the ring? If if you're if you're if you get a ring yeah. that you hate, or whoever. Yeah. Do you do you act like you like the ring, or would would you say? Oh, yeah, you know, yes, honey, I love you. This ring sucks. Yeah, this is why you go ring shopping together, ring shopping. for sure. Just yep. No, I know. Well, I did. I'm just asking. Yeah. I get a lot of questions about this. It's 2022. We got a new age of kids now. They're much more open-minded. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, maybe we can start a new uh, a new podcast where we just ask all the questions about engagements and get people's engagement stories. I don't really want I, – I just want answers quick. <laughs> <laughs> There goes Hicks down the sideline right now. Buffalo's in trouble. Buffalo's in trouble. The Bills are going to lose the game. Uh, it's, a, it's a write that down and karaoke Wednesday here on <laughs> Mackie and Judd where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years. They're all about risk management, elevating your business through risk management. They have tools and resources galore over at federatedinsurance.com. This company acts as a guiding hand for your business. So check them out. See how they can help you at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. When are you guys going to admit, Judd, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Yeah, Judd. I'm going to do it um, right now. And then if you don't like that, you'll like this. I'm going to do it later again on PD. Okay. It's good to know. So twice today. Yeah. So twice today, I'm going to fess up that I was wrong. And you know what? I know I was wrong on, th- on some things because some things came off the board for me. We're the only show in America that actually puts statistics next to our predictions. Okay. We put our reputations on the line every single week here on Write That Down on both Mackie and Judd, the classic edition and the football centric edition over on Purple Daily. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, like Travis is about to, send us a message through the Score North app. Uh, you can send it specifically to Declan, who is the 
the overseer of our write that down scheduling, and we can get you on sometime here. So the season's winding down, boys. We have less than two months to go in the 2022 write that down season. Declan leads all four categories across both shows. This would be an unprecedented clean sweep. Mm-hmm. The greatest season write that down history. Mm-hmm. Declan's on the precipice. What kind of pressure do you feel right now? Not a lot of pressure. I, I feel I'm just, I'm just being me here. I'm squaring up some balls. I'm I'm throwing some balls deep. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be me. I'm not trying to be anyone else. I'm not. You know, I'm just I'm spraying the ball all over the place. Just doing doing the best I can here. Okay. Uh, curious to see what Declan's strategy is, and Judd too, because Judd, you I mean Declan's come down a little bit in the batting average race. You've been nipping at his heels a little bit. Does Declan go into uh, protection mode? Does Judd uh, does Judd try to protect second place in his Do I play par pride? golf the rest of the way? Can I just play par golf? Take irons off the tees. Irons off the prevent tees. defense. Yeah. Prevent, I could see I could see prevent d- defense being a main thing for Dex, i.e. bunting. Yeah. So well, let's get into the accountability session here. We'll start with Judd. Oh. Kind of a tough little week for Judd. You yeah. said Marco Rossi will yeah. score his first NHL goal by this week's write that down. Two games. What the hell? Six NHL. periods. Yeah, how many games has he played? Uh, he's played in, I think, 10, right? Because they've played 12 but total. One. Yeah, so 11. But, Phil, they were off for five days from Thursday to Tuesday. But and I then, knew that. And then practice. they have go practice. And then, and then they have three games that. in four days. Okay. So, yep. But yeah. I knew that. I knew that, and I still yeah. said it, and I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, you said the Phillies would win the World <laughs> Series. Also yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that didn't work, yeah. I had a lead. I had two leads. One game one, one game three. That was a wrap. All right. Ah, this is a bad beat. I said Cat will average seven three-point attempts per game in the first ten games for the Wolves. I think it was he had averaged like four and a half last year. He averaged six and a half three-point attempts in the first ten games. Cost of doing business. Mm. Rough. Speaking of cost of doing business oh. here, a bloodbath for the listeners and then a fun home run at the end. Uh, we'll get to the bad stuff first. Tim said the Vikings would score three touchdowns in part of a parlay. And then that they would get a couple sacks. Greg Joseph would not miss a kick, but they did not score three touchdowns. Josh said Kyler Murray will throw for over 300 yards, but he'll have the same amount of touchdowns as total turnovers. He had three touchdowns, two total turnovers, if I remember I should have come off the board last week. JD said the Wolves will never be below 500 at any point this season. Oh boy. They're five and six right now. Matt said by week 10, Garrett Bradbury will no longer be starting for the Vikings. Now, uh, he did get dinged. Is he <sighs> no longer be starting? So if Schlotman. If Schla- technically, if Brad if Bradbury's injury Prevents him from starting this week. I guess this would be correct. Bradbury came back, but he, he came back in the game. He yeah. came back in the game. I, I, I would if he doesn't start, we'll come back to this. go revisit it. But right now, I think you're fair to take it off. Okay. Jonah said the Astros will defeat the Yankees in the ALCS in fewer than seven games, and the Yankees would be classless losers and bitch about the Astros and that the series was rigged or complain in some fashion. I don't think they did. They just. They just lost. They went they away. Lost. Yep. They just... Their fans booed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They booed Judge, and now he might leave him. Yep. But then we had this one. This was from Jacqueline. She emailed this in. We don't usually take email predictions, but we made a special exception here. 
She predicted about three or four months ago that Declan would propose to his current girlfriend by week one of the 2024 season. Wow, Declan. And we're making this a home run. Sure. Not because of like any uncertainty within the relationship, but more just like because of Declan. It's a home run because of Declan. What I really like about the phrasing of this is current girlfriend. So if the, my now loving fiance and I didn't work out and I found a new girlfriend, that this wouldn't have come off the board, yep. even if I did propose before the week one end date of 2024. Yes, it was a, a specific Very prediction specific. about the commitment to your current girlfriend, now fiance at the time. So, Jacqueline, Jacqueline nice job. Thanks, Jacqueline. Save the day for the listeners. And Declan had a couple things come off the board. You said Ant would drop 30 at some point in the last week. He, he did not. has not done that. Took some time off from basketball. This was a three-item parlay. Some people complained about just the easiness of the parlay. Uh, so it is a home run based on our rules here that you get the Eagles, Chiefs, and Ravens all winning primetime games. So it is a home run. There were some complaints about how, well, yeah, but they were all heavy favorites. And so it turns out that it was kind of a coin flip. Parlay. If we need to revisit the three the three parlay home run distinction, we can. But this is, you know, whatever. You pick three NFL it's games. Three and the games. NFL is wide open yeah. this season. So. Yeah, it's football. I think this has to be a home run. I think for next year, we might want to put a few more parameters on the, on the parlays being, um, being home runs if they're right automatically. But I think for the rest of this year, it's fair just to leave it. Yeah. And it's not an, I mean, if you were to say, all right, I'm going to do a, a Thursday parlay, the sun's going to come up. Yeah. Right. Uh, clouds will roll through in the afternoon, I, I, and Judd will drink a beer. That yeah. doesn't I, count I think as just, a home run. I think majority show ruling. I think it's majority show ruling. Right, but we could go back and on, on that starting with uh, 2023. But I'm fine with this for now. Okay, so a home run for Declan, and that means look at this. Declan has almost a 100 point lead in the batting average race, right. 437 par golf over Judd's 343. He also leads with 15 home runs. Three clear of my 12 and the listeners' 12. Judd has nine home runs, uh, a very Luis Arise-like season uh-huh. here, working on your batting average at the expense of power. Go-go finalist. Which Gold hitter would you rather, the, the 340 hitter with nine bombs or the 303 hitter who, who hits more bombs? Oh, I don't need close. the bombs. No, I'm old school. I, I don't need this power crap. All time, Judd has 248 hits, which leads everyone. Listeners now have 31 home runs, which leads... Everyone, so there you go. There's your like accountability session here. Let's get Travis in on Write That Down. He is our guest listener predictor. Travis, what's going on, man? When did you first become a tortured Minnesota sports fan? Uh, well, I was born in 87, so, I mean, I I watched football my whole life, you know, on my dad's lap or whatnot, but uh, 98 is the season where I really – Got into it, and yeah, ever since then, it's pretty much been heartbreaks. <laughs> Keep coming back for more. Every Ripping your heart year. out. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we got you. Can you hear us okay? Right, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're going to start with Travis, yeah. yep. and then we might have a little delay. We'll figure it out. But we got Travis over to Judd, Declan, back to me. Three trips around the room. We'll start with Travis. What Write is down. You like writing things down. What is your first prediction, Travis? All right. Um... My first one, um, I think this is going to be a home run, but uh, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Um, they will have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year 
along with the comeback player of the year, uh, offense rookie of the year, Kenneth Walker the third, yeah, uh, Tariq Wollin, cornerback, defensive rookie of the year, and comeback player. I believe you could fall into that category. Uh, Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. I love this prediction. The, the Seahawks yep. have just come oh. out of nowhere, and they have they all of a sudden have a bunch of really good young players again. And Jim yeah. Smith has emerged as a viable starter, and Pete Carroll's chewing gum a million miles an hour again. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, good stuff. All right, uh, like over to like Judd Zilgad. All right, a little baseball for you. Write this down. Free agency prediction: Carlos Correa will sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, Carlos Correa will sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. So he's just going to le- leech off of what they've already built, huh? He's going to be the final final piece to their puzzle. Of he, course, he's he sick will. of building this thing from being a train wreck. Seventy wins, he wants and they to, got money. They, they got money. Like and... Writing things down. They do have money. I mean, other teams have money. We're going to get to that in a future prediction. Uh, Declan, I was going to make a baseball prediction. I'm still mad at the Twins, and therefore I will not be making a baseball prediction until my heart and mind are in the. Uh, right place again, so I'm going to stay away from from baseball predictions. Okay. But I'm actually going to steal Judd's prediction from last week and say Marco Rossi scores his first NHL goal between now and next week's. Write that down. You guys are trying to will this. Go- We're just going to keep, keep going, going until it eventually keep happens in, in 2026. Four tries. <laughs> this is also this is also the difference in how Declan's playing the game this year game. and how Judd's playing the game. So how many games do the Wild play in the next week? Four. Last week they played two. Yep. yep. So Declan has twice as many cracks at the same prediction as Judd by just looking at the schedule. Right. But I, I this is, had this is faith. a man playing at the peak of his write that down mm-hmm. game here. No question about it. But you have to keep in mind that I had faith in myself and in those two games. Marco would score it, and he didn't. He let me down tremendously. So there will be there will be hell to pay for that. Okay. Okay. Time to play the Write game. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay, I'll make a. You know, I'll make my twins prediction right now. What the hell? So, agree. It's a parlay, I guess. Kind of. Carlos Correa will sign with a team that isn't the Twins, but there will be a credible report that the Twins made a competitive offer, and we can. This is sort of subjective, so we can bring it to write that down court. The Twins made a competitive offer, but obviously it wasn't wasn't enough okay. for Carlos Correa. Because I'm going to have one similar to that, but I've got a name for you. Oh, all right. And it's not Correa. So it, it's not retaining him. Okay. Let's Write do it. it down. You and like writing things off down. the record, Doogie will definitely have the inside scoop on the competitive offer that was made, you know, but. And Doogie counts. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Doogie counts. Yep. Okay. So back sure. to Travis for your second prediction, man. All right. Um,. My second prediction, uh, the Vikings will beat the Bills this Sunday. Um, Cousins will have four touchdown passes. Uh, Hawkinson will have two two catches of those four, and Jefferson will have two catches of those four. Dude, this is – I love this. Oh, my God. I love this. Uh, Get the flag. Uh, Get the flag, Judd. Hold on. Travis coming in hot. There we go. There, Travis. Oh, oh. I didn't see that coming. Amazing. Okay. Uh, I love it, dude. Just taking swings here. Screw batting average. Go for the home runs. Yeah. Love this strategy. Write it down. Mm. You like writing things down. All right, Judd, your second prediction. 
All right, I'm going to uh, uh, deliver on my prediction of a Twins close but no cigar signing. All right, there will be a report, a credible report, that the Twins were among the teams in on Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander, because he's so old, it'll be like uh, they'll they'll make a short-term offer. Because, you know, he's going to be like 40. Yeah. You know, so, what, so, better him than, you know, at least he can go five. Funny. You know, actually, if they do sign him, I need to be a fly on the wall at two o'clock in the afternoon or Gotta take him out. or at nine o'clock at night when he's, you know, he's when in, he he's in the dugout after five and five Justin. or six innings or whatever it is. Hey, great job. Get the, the got the third time through the order coming in. Uh, come on, yep. Justin. Yep. No yep. guy. Get out Tell of here. Kate you're done. Tell Kate it's over. Go smoke Go smoke a bowl and listen to some fish, Rocco. I'm staying out here until <laughs> the eighth inning. But is that not the perfect twins? We were in on him. We were in. We were so close. Uh, <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Declan, your second prediction. All right, I'm going to make another wild prediction. So, Phil, I brought this point up to Judd the day. The Wild have just 18 goals scored on five-on-five five this year. Okay. So 12 games. 18 five-on-five goals. It's the second least amount, uh, or total, I should say, in the NHL this season. So write this down. Between now and next week's write that down, the Wilds score at least six five-on-five goals. Okay. Okay. All right. Not a home run, but just just a solid hit and another willing of existence of please start scoring five-on-five. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing here. That's fine. You've earned earned the... We're late in the season. I told you this was coming. I, I think the, you're basically saying they will average fewer goals five on five the next four games than they have so far this season, mm-hmm. but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, De- Declan has earned the at this point. It's up to us to catch Declan. Declan Safety's has Declan has here. put in the work for ten months, and now it's time. Now it's time for us to go catch Declan. Nothing o- over the top, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this is all about. Nothing <laughs> over the get top. Me. Don't get beat. Get Let him run. Sometimes the write that down karma gods come in though and say, uh. Uh-uh. No, they might not. They, they're banged up. Like they, they legitimately might not. They haven't they're scored a goal. Up. Yeah, Marcus Flynn is going to come back and score a bunch of goals. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> they're banged up. Ryan Hartman's out for a month. A, they haven't scored a goal in like two in eight periods. Yeah, Thomas Vanek has a pulled hamstring. I think he's still living here. Go get him. Uh, Stillwater. <laughs> write this down. I am going to give you some positive Timberwolves energy here. Okay, I'm going to help push this thing back into the win column against the Phoenix Suns. That's right. right. Get that flag ready. We have an Anthony Edwards parlay here. I think Ant has heard the criticism. I think th- there's been some weird vibes with Ant, but Ant has pride. They play the Suns. So tonight against the Suns, mm-hmm. it is tonight, right? Yes. Yes, tonight. Okay. Yes. A three-item <laughs> Ant parlay. I lost track of the schedule. 50% or better from the field, 25 points or more, and he will tie or set a season high in free throw attempts. Ant's going to put in some work. He's going to get into the paint. He's going to do his thing. Some dunks, I'm not going to promise any dunks. I think he has two this season. He does. But at least 50% from the field, at least 25 points, and he will tie or set a season high in free throw attempts. And if those things happen, I think we're back. (laughs) And and no no outcome of the score, right? No matter if Wolves win, this is just an Ant. This is an Ant Edwards. Yep. Oh, like they could get beat by 40 if right. he does those things. <laughs> I do not care. Write <laughs> it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Travis for your third and final, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, real quick, you know, the Timberwolves are breaking my heart, but 
I know. I think it'll come together. I really do. We have too too much talent on that team for it not to. Yep. Travis and I are uh, selling Timberwolves Kool Aid on the corner here. So yeah, might be tainted. All right. Write that down. Um, Zadarius Smith will win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he will have the most sacks at the end of the year, as mm. well as the most pressures in the league at the end of the year. Tra- Dude, Travis. Oh, God, am I get, busy today? Get the flag God, again. God, am I busy today? Get the flag again. Travis, you keep me busy. <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Judd's arm's about to fall off. <laughs> there it is. Oh, boy. Awesome. It's been a man. big week. Uh, Travis, great job taking these swings here. Since you've got this life-changing platform right now on Mackie and Judd, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Um, yeah, my fiance. She's a diehard Vikings fan too, so you know she cries when I cry over the team and everything like that. So she's got my back, and um, yeah, you guys for putting this awesome show on. It gets me through the day of my work. So awesome, man! Well, Thank thanks you. for coming on, dude. We appreciate you. Thanks, Good Travis. luck with your predictions, man. Yep. There he is, Travis. Heck of a day, guest listener oh my predictor. God. Just. Point, pointing to the center field bleachers like Babe Ruth calling his shots. Those are some parlays. Love it, man. Uh, all right, we're uh, final trip here. Judd. All right, write this down. Write this it will down. not help me writing things down. for this year, but you know what? This is a prediction that is more important than my own personal success because it speaks to the successful program that I like to see do well. So you can write this down. And let's just say I'd like the band to be prepared, have them queued up, have the orchestra queued up here, because you can write this down. The Gopher men's hockey team will win the NCAA championship this season in Tampa Bay. Sorry, you didn't say which song. You didn't say, that was very vague, Jeff. (laughs) I got you, Phil, I got you. Oh, no, no, I... Oh, to Joy's mind for championships. Okay. I didn't meet Sky Yuma. I want. I just wanted Ode to Joy. Ode to Joy covers championships, okay? But we got the Sky Yuma towel now, which I picked up at a game, which for the football team. Didn't? Did you also great. predict that they make the Final Four or Frozen Four? I think so, or maybe that was last year. I don't know. That's okay. I think it was last year. I think I predicted you're that last kinda, year. You're just doubling down, basically. But I think they win that. This team is. God, do, do they have talent? That first line is great. All right, so Declan, your final prediction here of the week. Let's go with a uh, WWE prediction here, Phil. I'm going to go Write with um, we got Survivor Series War Games coming up in like two or three weeks. Absolutely yeah. juice. Probably like legitimately the most excited I've been about a WWE pay per view in quite some time. Judd War Games. I don't know if you remember this from the WCW late '80s, early '90s. It's where they put two rings in the middle of the arena together, and they put a giant cage around all of it, and they just dangerous. They so it's like a team event. So it it would be like four on four or five on five, and you start with two guys, and then every so often another person will come in, but the team that has the advantage, the home team, if you will, it's actually they they get the odd man advantage, right? So it's one on one, and then and then every three minutes a new person comes in, but now it's two on one for three minutes, and so you got to you got to hang in there until your partner comes in. I know, 
It's a bloodbath. It's highly unfair. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Judd, at WWE, the smart move, they don't do pay-per-views on Sundays anymore. These are on Saturday evenings. So you can you can now watch these. They're on Peacock. They're they're at your disposal. Oh, no, I've got college football to watch. Oh, that, that's okay. And right. hockey. Gotcha. I got a lot of hockey on Saturday night. All right. So write this down. Uh, both Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch have been MIA for the last few months. Uh, uh, Becky's been gone since SummerSlam. Charlotte Flair's been gone, I think, for even longer than that. They, they've been on little sabbaticals here. Becky Lynch had a legitimate injury. I think Charlotte Flair's just taking vacation. Um, so write this down. Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch will participate at Survivor Series War Games. Okay. So they've already, I think they already established the first team members uh, of the women's division for the Raw match. There's like three been announced. There's like, you know, a few more spots to fill. I think Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch will participate in some form at Survivor Series. So Becky's War healthy Games. now? I think so. She had like that collar, her collarbone legit, I think, popped out Ugh. in that match Ow. again. Like, and you saw it, it was gross. Um, but Ooh. then she was filming that, she was on Young Rock the other day. She filmed she played episode, Cindy Lauper yeah, on and, Young Rock. And like, did you hear it? Her like, I just saw no. the clip. I don't watch the show, but she actually does for a girl with a, a woman with a very thick Irish accent in real life. She did Cindy Lauper really, really well. Nice. It's actually pretty funny. Like a Brooklyn kind of high pitched yeah. accent. I love yes. Cindy Lauper. Oh, I love Cindy. Are you kidding? Nope. Time after time. All right. So. Final Write prediction. This Write this down. Judd, the Timberwolves will unveil a new starting lineup tonight. Oh. Okay. Just a lineup, a starting lineup that they have not used before. So I think oh. Gobert is supposed to come back, which yeah. means I'm guessing off the record, I'm guessing either Jaden, well, Jaden McDaniels might get bumped from the starting lineup. I don't think they have the stones to do the D'Lo thing yet. So if if Gobert plays, my guess is Jaden McDaniels comes off the bench. So we'll see. I think they're going to shake it up, though. They can't keep running that, that same five out there. So who starts then? Gobert, Towns? Off the Moss, record, I would say Ant. probably Kyle, either Kyle Anderson or... So in place of Jaden McDaniels, I could see Kyle yeah. Anderson or uh, or I could see Torian um, Prince. Torian Prince. No. Torian, okay. Or you know what? You should just go three three towers. Put Nas Reed out there and just go all in. Put put just put Love the three Nas. tallest dudes on the team out there. Austin Rivers works his ass off. I'll give him that. Yeah, Austin, Austin Rivers, Rivers might get some what? more run too. He he played. He was the one guy I thought on uh, on Monday who played his ass off. He he was the only guy that was like he was like a plus ten or something, and everybody else was a train wreck. Yeah, he, he actually deserves playing time after that performance. So there you go. Those are your write-that-down predictions, your accountability session. The only show in America that actually puts statistics next to our predictions. Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. It'll be a reckless speculation Thursday with our guy Doogie tomorrow and maybe some Kirk MVP steam mm-hmm. that's floating around out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There it goes. Just <laughs> past my house. Uh, and also we've got we've got fresh Judd's Hockey Show on the podcast feed and uh, Flagrant Howls with kind of a dissection of the first like 10% of the season. So check those spinoff shows out too. We'll see you tomorrow on Mackie and Judd.